Spoiler Season with us. New cards. Welcome to the next episode of Spoiler Season. That was uh, the very talented uh, text-to-speech app because Katie's not here, and without her, you know, my voice just doesn't it doesn't harmonize quite as well with with Min, our guest for the day. Hi, how are you? Um, so we uh, are going to be starting off this uh, second episode of Spoiler Season, uh, Amon Kep, um, and want to remind you to go and check out New England Comics. Uh, you can find them on Facebook. Uh, NEC Coolidge, uh, and also uh, Flipside Gaming at FlipsideGaming.com. So Min, can you remind everyone uh, who you are? What, tell us a little about yourself. Hi, uh, I'm Min. Um, I'm a casual Magic player who likes to draft and top deck unlicensed, top deck unlicensed disintegrations against Ryan. Um, it's a great feeling. Um, what? Uh, my proudest achievement was probably going three and one at the Oath of the Gatewatch pre-release playing two headed giant with my daughter on Team Potato Fart. It was great. Great team name. Great, great team, team name. name yep. uh, can you, what, why, can you tell us a little about the art that we see sometimes? Oh, uh, it's a farting potato. It's yeah. really not much else to say beyond yeah. that. That's, that's, it's really quite beautiful if you ever get to see it in person. Um, so we today had the, the pleasure of seeing the first of the gods uh, along with some other cards. Uh, we have Hazaret the Fervent. Have you seen the invocation version? The, yeah. Yeah. It's yep. uh, unfortunate, unfortunate typographical selection. Yeah, I, I saw what people were saying. I didn't quite understand what they were getting at. Until, yeah. yeah. If you haven't seen it, just just go and look at it. It'll probably become pretty apparent what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, so Hazard the Fervent is red three for a 5-4 legend. Uh, it has indestructible and haste. Hazard the Fervent can't attack or block unless you have one or more cards in hand. One or fewer cards in hand. One or more would make it so good. I would play it much more quickly than I am going to. Uh, and it has red two, discard a card. Hazaret deals two damage to each opponent. What are your initial impressions of this? Well, from limited, yeah, you know, you take this, you slam this, and then you just crack your opponent in the head with it. Like, it's it's great. Like, in limited, a lot of times you're going to run out of cards. This guy will just be on. You'll be able to hit people in the face. If you draw extra lands, you just, you know, magma jet them in the shocked him in the face you know it's, it seems great and he's a god and he has a dog face which is cool so actually you up. mentioned two at a giant earlier in two at a giant this is each opponent oh my goodness yeah oh yeah so you get to hit multiple faces <laughs> with this card which is fantastic yep uh three mana every turn just deal four it's pretty good it's pretty good um yeah i i this was one of my favorite arts because i i like the um, spire things sticking into the cloud and casting the shadow along the bottom of the cloud. I thought that was a nice obelisk. Is that what you? Um, so part of the like circular thing in the corner that's has the spike that comes up ah, and it. goes into the cloud. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I think that this cycle, based on this card, it looks like they will have indestructible and another keyword, uh, probably like flying menace, trample, and something else, vigilance. And they'll ha probably have some condition that they, you need to meet before they can attack or block, which I think is nice because I, I mentioned yesterday I was hoping they wouldn't use the devotion for these cards, um, but it still kind of evokes devotion and that you need to have a certain condition satisfied before they become um, usable. And then some other ability as well tacked onto them. So it's interesting. So you're right. It's, it's unlike the Theros gods, these are always creatures. Yeah. And I'd argue that that almost makes them weaker in some ways. Yeah. Because I remember playing Thassa a lot of times, part of, part, of the, part of the cool thing about her was she dodged so much removal and you could control when you actually activated her. Absolutely. But this is like, you know, you put it down and you, you're trying to activate it, maybe you're discarding cards, and then they grasp it. 
the graphic, or I mean, even uh, other effects like minus one, minus one counters. Sure. Will work on this because um, it's a creature all the time. Yeah. It, uh, or a pacifism. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Although there's an upside to it, which is that uh, Hazaret loves driving uh, cars <laughs> and copters. Uh, he's like, you know what? Look, I'm not going to attack a block for you. But I will get in a helicopter or a spaceship or a train, and I will ride that thing all the way into my opponent's face. Well, let's talk a little bit about standard. So do you see this playing well in, say, like a Mardu Vehicles deck? I think that um, this is so hard. And this is, Katie and I were talking about this yesterday, how it's really hard to evaluate these in uh, the context of standard because the standard metagame is so not diverse right now like you have two decks right so it's weird whether like you'll be able to diversify the meta with new cards being printed and then if so like this would be really cool maybe in this new hypothetical shell so like i, I think we have to evaluate it in both contexts so in the context of the current center we have now mardu vehicles uh is the the deck that this would you might think that this would uh, go into um i think that this card is fine in mardu vehicles like i I would be tempted to run one or two in the sideboard, and I think that it would be good, particularly in the Mardu Vehicles Mirror, um, because in that case, like, they don't really have a way to deal with this card. Host board, you know, some of the lists have been siding into Stasis Snare, but other than that, uh, you get to just, like, beat with this card over and over again, and, like, you you tend to go through your cards pretty quickly with uh, with Mardu. But it's not, like, I'm, I don't think I would run this main board over Gideon or over Avacyn, um, and I think that particularly in the Avacyn slot, that the new dragon uh, is competing there as well, um, particularly post-board. Um, I think, actually, you mentioned to me before the show that uh, the dragon is one of the cards that cleanly answers Gideon, uh, which is sure it kills the knight and the, the planeswalker, which is sweet. Um, and in terms of new shells that could spawn from this set, uh, Hazaret, and there's one other card we're going to get to, Flameblade Adept, um, might be laying the groundwork for a mono-red aggro deck in standard, or a, a red X aggro deck in standard again. And I think that Hazaret's real would really shine as a two of in as the top end of like an Atarka red deck uh, where you have this like really low to the ground aggressive deck that's going to empty its hand anyways and then this card comes down can always attack and then also in the late game you know top decking a land or top decking a one drop is kind of underwhelming so you just chuck it in and you shop them seems seems strong in that kind of a shell yeah you're right that does seem pretty good and i can't believe i'm doing this but i kind of miss my red aggro decks yeah i do too um i think that like Mardu is just, it plays so differently from a mono-red aggro deck, yeah. right? Like, it can play Control, it's like a mid-range aggro deck, it has Planeswalkers, like, <laughs> there's something nice when you sit down against a mono-red deck and you're just like, okay, they're just going to play a creature every turn, they're going to attack me, they're going to burn me, and I just have to not die. Rabble Master, that was a card, Oh my wasn't gosh, it? Goblin Rabble Master. Yep. <laughs> what a card. That thing, that thing was so good. I remember I didn't play it for the longest time, then one time I went to, like, a, some event, and I was like, okay... You know, just play Mardu Tokens. And I played Mardu Tokens with Perforos, Impact Tremors, and Goblin Rabble Master. And the first game of the day, you know, I, I'd lost to a lot of Rabble Masters. First game of the day, I go, turn three Rabble Master, they don't kill it. Turn four Rabble Master, they're dead on turn five or six. It was, oh my gosh, the card was so good. The card was so good. Okay, do you want to introduce the next card? Sure. It's Anointer Priest. It's one in the white for a creature, a human cleric. Um, it has, whenever a creature token enters the battlefield under your control, you gain one life. And it has Embalm, three in the white. Um, so Embalm, if you don't remember, is uh, you can exile this card from your graveyard. You can create a token that's a copy of, of Anointer Priest, except it's also a white zombie. 
uh, with no mana cost, and you can only do that as a sorcery. Okay. And uh, what you you like Emblem, don't you? <laughs> Emblem, yes. Emblem. No, I love Emblemming. Emblemming yeah. is great. Um, I mean, I think uh, I think uh, white black zombies is definitely going to be a thing in limited, and there's another card we'll get to that will go further further into that. Um, I don't think this is a particular powerful version of that. Um, one three is very defensive. Um, and it doesn't really even have uh, too much of an effect until um, you embalm it, um, unlike uh, like old cards like Irish and Cleric or something like that. Um, that being said, um, I could see certain strategies where somebody will, you know, see certain open limited zombie strategies and just start snapping up these cards. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's fine. I don't think it's it's particularly noteworthy in limited. Yeah, and we did confirm ahead of time too that it, uh, it does see itself in gain the life when it when it comes back. Um, so you're paying four mana to not only get a one three, but to gain a life. That's true. Gain a life. So next time someone says, you know, like on the pre-release, you're in the basement, and someone's like, "Oh, it's the weekend. Get a life, man." <laughs> All you need to do is emblem this back, and you can be like, "I did." <laughs> Are, is emblem really going to become a thing? <laughs> I mean, uh, we can make it a thing. Uh, That's I, the power that we have uh, directing the conversation on this uh, this new okay, set. Well, we'll see where it goes. We will. Um, do you want to jump to the card that you mentioned that goes with this? Yes. Um, so this is uh, in Oketra's name, which is one in the white for an instant. Zombies you control get plus two, plus one until end of turn. Other creatures you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn. So this is a card that reminds me a lot of this uh, Khanzo Tarkir uh, uh, card named Rush of Battle. And anybody who plays play Khanzo Tarkir Limited has probably gone wrapped in the face with that card. Um, that was three in the white. All your creatures <sighs> Such get... a rush to play it, though, let me tell you. Did you actually play Limited? You, you uh, actually play that card? There's no way you play that I card. said yesterday, I was talking yesterday about my walls deck in cons that crushed. And did your walls deck play uh It did Russia not battle. play Russia Battle. But what a surprise that would have been. <laughs> <laughs> so Russia Battle was a sorcery, a three and a white, plus two, plus one. Warriors would also get lifelink. But, you know, this, this just seems better for you get, it's half the mana cost. It's true, only your zombies get plus two, plus one, but your other things also get plus one, plus one as well. And it's an instant, which instant I think is... Instant is so good. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, a win out over a card. Like, yeah. Russia Battle, Russia Battle was bad, and don't get me wrong, a lot of times when your opponent casts on you, you were just dead. But this one, it's a, it, it gives you the power to decide when you're actually going to, you know, go all in for the kill. And right. it kind of makes your opponent nervous, like, right. you know, do you need to overblock this turn, or do you need to wait till next turn? Like, it's... That's, those sort of mind games are really invaluable. Yeah. The, the difference, I think, between... Because when you cast that as a sorcery, it makes it very easy for your opponent to know. And like you said, you know, they're often just dead. But it, when they weren't, it made it very easy for them to determine how they need to block, how they need to like use their removal spells. But this is this is just so much more flexible. And that's really the, the power of an instant speed spell over a sorcery one is just the flexibility of it is substantial. You can use it defensively if you want to, right? If they're going to attack into it and you have two mana up, that's a, a, a significant buff you might be able to, to trade off with some stuff that you wouldn't be able to otherwise. And that's not to mention, this is a common. Uh, Rush of Battle was an uncommon. This this is a common. And one in white, that's 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 great. I, I think strong. there's going to be a lot of zombie decks. Um, Very strong. Yeah. Okay, cool. Do you, do you see any uh, constructed applications for this? Uh, mm, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like... It's a little hard to picture because so far most of the zombie decks have been uh, base black uh, or you know base blue red I guess, um, and so the blue red deck right goes on to like the emerge uh, plan, um, and I, I don't think you can splash another color in that deck because it's terrible. 
Uh, the mana base is terrible <laughs> yeah. already. Um, in the black deck, I think that's where some possibilities open up um, because you had, prior to the, the current standard meta game, you had um, you know blue-black, you had Grixis, you had mono-black, uh, you had black-red, uh, so a lot of different colors of zombies. Um, and you, know, you and I were talking beforehand about maybe the possibility of going black-white. Uh, if there's enough to pull you into white, there's enough good zombies to pull you into white, and there's enough stuff that carries about you discarding in that, then it seems like going black-white would be a, a decent plan, and that this card might help you uh, on the go-wide plan. Yeah, I've I've um I played a couple of like uh, standard friendly leagues on Magic Online, and one deck I had to play against was a uh, mono black zombie deck. Um, not not the typical like emerge shell or like get things from graveyard. It's just more about playing cr- uh, creatures like Crypt Breaker or uh, Relentless Dead that just would not stay dead. Sure. Um, it, it's less important to get things out of the graveyard. So every turn you just keep on playing more and more threats, and soon the board would become uncontrollable. And I remember thinking when playing against decks like that that um my major defense was just being able to block things because yeah. they couldn't get really all that big. But cards like this make me think that, you know, maybe it's a possible strategy for them to just enable them to go over the top at the right moment. Yeah, just imagine, like, you know, Crypt Breaker with two or three zombies, and then you cast this card, and, like, all of a sudden, the, the amount of damage that they're threatening is very large. Uh, very large indeed. I was going to make a joke for this. Oh, no. You forgot it? Yeah, oh, no. The joke was. Oh, the, the listeners are going to be deprived of one of your puns? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. No, this, this is a bad so sad. Day. I'm sorry. <sighs> oh, well. Uh, what's, what's our next card we're going to look at? Uh, let's go up here back to uh, the Uncrop Crasher. It's a fun one to say. This is Red 2 for a 3-2 Minotaur Warrior. Katie would be very excited. She's a big Minotaur fan. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, back in the day, Battle Cattle. She was on, <laughs> that was one of her first standard decks when she was getting into into constructed formats. Battle Cattle. I can see it. Uh, it is a 3-2 haste, and you may exert it as it attacks. When you do, target creature can't block this turn. I, I love these exert cards. I think they're really good. I think that the ability to pay three mana to swing three damage at them and then also stop something from uh, blocking is really great in any kind of deck that wants to be attacking, which if you're in red, you probably want to be attacking. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and in limited, um, as a point of comparison, there's the there is the gremlins. I forget their exact name. It's one and two red for an uncommon. Three yeah. three with haste. Yeah. And that, that that was a pretty high pick. Mm-hmm. You, like, you you would pick it and you just smash in the face. This has a less strenuous color requirement. Um, and yeah, one less toughness, but you know it still has that haste um, and that extra ability that you choose when uh, when to use them and when not to. It yeah. seems awesome to me. Yeah. I'm, I've just I this and I know this is only the second one we have, but I've been really happy with the, these two exert cards so far. Um, I th- I like exert as a mechanic. I think it so far has been costed reasonably, um, and I think that the what we're being able to do with exert is a reasonable ability. Uh, and still want to jam it in with always watching. <laughs> I want to make sure that this Minotaur guy never lets his guard down. He's always watching, and every turn he's swinging for four and stopping something from blocking. Wow! Every turn. Because he's always turn. watching. He's always watching. He's got his dragon buddy, too. They're killing something. They're making something not block. How in the world is your opponent supposed to defend against that? <laughs> That's going to be great. Um, next card we have is Destined to Lead, Yep. Uh, which I, I think is how we decided that you're supposed to say these cards. This is the kind of split card where Destined is black one instant. Target creature gets plus one plus O and gains indestructible until end of turn. And lead is sorcery, has aftermath, so you cast from your graveyard. All creatures able to block target creature this turn do so. 
and this is an uncommon, uncommon. So can you talk a little bit about what the ramifications of having this type of card in limited is, uh, this split instant sorcery? Does a different deck want uh, different halves of this or does one deck want both halves of this? Well, I think, I mean, each each of the, the black effect by itself isn't so powerful that you would want it by itself if you're just running black, some color that wasn't green. Like a Rush of Vitality is one in the black and it has the same effect, except you also get a lifelink, which is better. Um, that being said, if you're black green, or if I thought maybe I was going to splash green, if you know I'm one of those crazy, crazy limited players that like playing five colors or something weird like that. Yeah, what? What? Do that? Who would do never, that? Never. Um, but if I were, then I mean, the the sheer number of options on this is awesome. Like, first of all, you know, you get the choice of whether you want to use it very early as like just a save effect for um, for a creature that you just need to save early on, or just uh, just to win the combat. Or you could uh, save up both halves for later and just kind of suddenly, you know, lure in all, all your opponents, the blockers, to, to this, to block your one creature while everything else gets through. Um, so that sort of, like, options make me think that this card is, it's, it's pretty attractive. I, I love to play this card. I like it. I, I like that it kind of has semi-fuse in that you can cast both halves later on at the same time, um, but you're not locked into doing so. Um, it's a nice flexibility. And I think this is a, an appropriate time to bring up uh, the ruling we saw from earlier today uh, from Matt Tavik, which was uh, talking about the interaction of these cards with Torrential Gearhulk. Um, and Matt Tavik said that Torrential Gearhulk can flash back uh, a card that is, you know, not an instant necessarily, so long as one of its halves is an instant. Hmm. So uh, that means that I could, I could Torrential Gearhulk lead back. Because, you know, I, I in my control deck, I really want them to, to block <laughs> my creature. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully keep an eye out for that. Keep an eye out for more, more of these split cards we get. Um, it looks like there's going to be a decent number of them uh, based on the, the collector's numbers so far. And it's, a, a, I think, a mechanic they're excited about. So uh, I'm looking for something good to flash back. I wish that that, that board wipe was an instant. I'd play that. Would you really? That's no, like... I wouldn't because it would kill my gear hulk. It <laughs> would <laughs> be really disappointing. The next one, Limits of Solidarity. Um, it's three in the red for a sorcery. Uh, gain control of target creature until end of turn. Untap that creature. It gains haste until end of turn. And then it has cycling two. So you can uh, pay two, discard a card, and draw a card. I'm a little iffy on this card for limited. Like, threaten effects. You think it has its limits? <laughs> That's because limited, yeah. No. Um, and because of the card name. Oh, wow. I Double that. pun. Whoa, I completely missed that. that was That's amazing. okay. That's okay. That was like triple wow. That's that was okay. amazing. I guess you're really seeing the limits of solidarity there. It's much better when you're in a team. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I forgot what I was saying. Uh, that you love threatened effects and you think that they are four ofs in all formats. <laughs> right. Threatened effects are typically very bad and limited, um, except for very specific decks. So in um, Aether Revolt, for example, Yaheni, Defiant Salvager, those sort of decks would often have run a couple of wrangles or, um, or the hijack or, or whatever those other cards were. By certain decks, I mean my decks once in a while would do those. And it wouldn't always work, but when it worked, it was a hell of a lot of fun. Hmm. Um, but this by itself, a threatened effect by itself, um, where you can't sacrifice a creature or do much else except just punch through, isn't that great. And, you know, you might be tempted to say that you can just cycle this so that, you know, you know it's not really a waste. You know, if it's a card that doesn't fit your current plan, you just cycle it, get another card, and you're not really out of card. But at the same time, you're still putting in a bad card into your deck. You're still wasting mana in a turn to draw another card. So I, I would be careful of, of, of cards like this um, 
with cycling where, where someone might be tempted to think that because it cycles it's kind of like a free addition to their deck that you can just get rid of whenever they choose because yeah. that's not the case i think that's a really important point to to bring up uh because i think that's a trap people might fall into is thinking well uh this card is probably like usually pretty bad but i can just trade it in for something better right uh do you think that the existence of exert changes anything here where you can steal something your opponent controls exert it and then you both get some good ability, and you get to tap it down for a turn. That's a that's an interesting question. Um, I, I, I could see that, but it depends on how much exert there is and how yeah. powerful the effects are. Like I would gladly you know steal a glory bringer, um, but um, the oncrop uh, rampager or whatever the card yeah. just like that was, sure you, you get it for a turn, but it it, it doesn't. It, the effect doesn't seem powerful enough yeah. for, for what you're looking for. Yeah. I can see that as a sideboard card, but just sure. not something I would main deck. And it does look like so far, again, our data point of two <laughs> says that all cards with exert are in red. Uh, well, so, that just means it's true. Yeah, it must be true. We yeah. all know that you can take like one or two data points and extrapolate entire totally. laws from them. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, card, uh, nice take on uh, you know a threat and effect where they're just giving it, giving it cycling. Is this an uncommon? Yes, it's uncommon. Good. These pyramids are no, th- yeah, this is clearly an uncommon. I've been I've been having issues where I look at the pyramid and I'm like, no, I can see it because oh, the, is it common or uncommon? Because the pyramids all have like this white half, yeah, and it makes it kind of. Difficult so you're really looking at just like the right half of the pyramid, and if it's like black or silvery, which is which is tricky. Or you could look at the letter at the bomb. Wait, does no. it? No, the U. Oh, the letter's so tiny. I don't want to look at that. Strain my. My elderly eyes. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> I guess I'm with you, so I shouldn't be talking. Um, next card is uh, a card I referenced earlier that I was uh, kind of looking forward to for standard, which is Flameblade Adept. This is red for a 1-2 Jackal Warrior. Uh, it has Menace, and whenever you cycle or discard a card, Flameblade Adept gets plus 1, plus 0 until end of turn. Do you find Flameblade Adept to be very hot as a card? I think it's a pretty cool card, actually. Uh-oh, but there's fire. Uh, it can be both hot and cool at okay. the same at the same time. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's a pretty hot card. Um, this <laughs> is the kind of card that if we get more of these style, uh, then this is gonna really help to lay the groundwork for mono red. In I say mono red, red X aggro where it's a, a very low to the ground aggro deck uh, in standard. Um, right now, you know our kind of default aggro deck is Mardu vehicles, which is. Not even a true aggro deck. I mean, it certainly has its kind of nut draws, very aggressive, but it's playing four and five drops, uh, which is, you know, not something that Mono Red has traditionally done. And it can sideboard into a control deck, and it has elements of mid range. So, like, going back to the true, it's been a little while. I think a Tarka Red was the last one we had, but going back to the true, like, you're playing one and twos, ones and twos, a couple threes, and like one four or two fours, which is your uh, Hazaret. Um, and yeah, so I, I think that this card is cool. I think that uh, a one-two menace for red by itself is like not super exciting, but it's fine. It's going to get in a couple of points of damage, but it haste to be much much better. Um, but still fine. And if you can put it into a shell that wants to cycle or discard cards, then it it's even better. A two-two uh, menace is pretty good. Yeah. Okay. So Swiss Spear sees uh, play in modern. Do you think this card has that sort of potential, or do you think? No, I think the lack of haste is what kills it. Um, and the the fact Prowess. that like yeah, prowess, prowess is, is so much, much better than the plus one plus zero ability that this thing has. Okay, so we've just confirmed that Amonkhet has no cards for modern. I think. No cards because so far there we haven't seen them. 
they must not exist. Well, we've seen one card, and it's not applicable for modern. So. Well, I don't know. The trailer said Forcible a bunch, and they're <laughs> clearly going to reprint that, even though Mara said they're not reprinting any other invocations except even Mind Sensor. But they're definitely reprinting Force of Will. Oh, right. Yeah, right. and Alan Yeah, okay. yeah. I don't think Alan, I don't think Force of Will would be that good, honestly. Like, in, <laughs> in, like, and you need it in Legacy to, like, safeguard against really busted stuff. Decks, yeah. But there's nothing, like, I don't want to discard a card from my hand. Yeah. No, I, 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 card play, advantage. I wouldn't yeah. play Unlimited either. Like, yeah. where are you going to counter a Flame Blade to death? Yeah, that'd be so bad. Oh, that brings us to our next segment, which I just made up, which <laughs> is, what invocation do you want to open in Limited, Min? Um, which one do I want to open in Limited? Probably one of the gods, to be honest. Um, Austere Command looks pretty good, too. Okay. Oh, Consecrated Sphinx. Sphinx. Yeah, yeah. Pact of Negation so I can kill myself. I was saying to Katie, I want to do it such that, like, they're on the play. (laughs) And they go, like, turn one, and then they play the the blade thing. And I'm like, Pact of Negation! (laughs) Like, I I think my opponent just has to concede to me at that point. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, there's no other choice. wouldn't, yeah, it's pretty, it's rules. I mean, if you check the back, can we Twitter, check the comprehensive uh, rules or just like text tabic? It's, it's just obvious. Uh, yeah, some reason. It is, it is uh, pretty obvious. That's a good call. <laughs> Sad story the first time I ever played a pact, I think it was a green pact. Yeah, I played it and promptly forgot to pay the cost. And my daughter just said, You're just so stupid. I won the game. I'm like, What? <laughs> <laughs> She she never she, she she's never let me live that down. That's so disappointing. What was uh, what were you what tech were you playing? Something with a with a green patch. You on Titan? Um, Titan. So this is when I first tried modern. I'm yeah. playing modern quotes here because I was yeah. just cards that weren't legal and standard. Yeah. So I, I think I opened up like five packs of modern masters and she's gotcha. like, yes, decks. Gotcha. I had a friend who told me, uh, she's like, yeah, my deck is legacy, and I was like, oh, you have like a legacy? Deck? Like, what do you play in legacy? I'm like, oh, I play like zombies. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you just have cards that are legal and legacy. Like, gotcha. Okay, cool. So our next card looks like a fun build around for Limited. Uh, it's called Nest of Scarabs. It is black to enchantment. Whenever you put one or more minus one minus one counters on a creature, create that many one one black insect creature tokens. Interesting. It's it's interesting. Um, so there's been a fair amount of these kind of like token producers in Limited over the years, like uh, Crawling Sensation from uh, the in the Straw block. Um, was one, and most re- recently, uh, Hidden Stockpile mm-hmm. um, from uh, Aether Revolt. Crawling Sensation, I don't think was great. Uh, Hidden Stockpile was great. Yeah, that card was very good. I think this one probably falls a little bit in, in, in the middle. Um, the the advantages of Hidden Stockpile was it's very easy to trigger. Um, you know, Revolt just happens when you when you die, <laughs> when your sub dies. And um, the card also had a built-in advantage in that you could yeah. sacrifice a creature to scry, yeah. which was a key component of that card. And it made artifacts, which were relevant as well. Yes, exactly. Um, this card, I think, if there's a lot of like uh, minus one, minus one counter effects, then yeah, it'll, it'll be great. You'll have an army of one one black insects um, that would be killed by your by your opponent's angel or yeah. demon or whatever that was. <laughs> dragon? Yeah. Yeah, they're all dragons. Remember, Katie? Katie That's told right. us they're dragons, all dragons. Not angels are dragons. Um, but um, so I think this is probably a very fun card. I think I'd be hesitant to to uh, pick it highly unless I knew I was already in that deck. Okay. Hypothetical. Would you play it if they print a card which is black, uh, green to enchantment, and it's called Nest of Bugs, (laughs) and it says whenever a bug enters the battlefield, put a minus one, minus one counter on a creature. Well, I feel like that might have some some kind of like synergy with each other, but I can't Think about it. it See if you can figure it out. See if you can. I don't know if I can. It seems seems very interesting, though. 
It seems like it has potential. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Well, we'll keep that in mind. If okay. Keep your eyes peeled for a nest of bugs, <laughs> which is, I think, what I called it. So, um, yeah, that's nest of scarabs. Uh, I have very little to add about that. I, I think you're pretty spot on. Yeah. Hidden stockpile. I'll just, I'll just go on with this again. Hidden stockpile. I would pick pretty highly. I would pick that first pack. Sure. Um, nest of scarabs. More likely, it seems like to be like a second pack pick once you sure. know you're in that sort of deck. Sure. Um, and we can see that it, it see the the. Minus one, minus one counter deck looks to be in black green. Uh, the two cards are right next to each other on the site we're looking at. Uh, where our next card is Crocodile of the Crossing. It's a ginormous crocodile. Uh, <laughs> it is green three, crocodile, uh, for a five, four haste. And when it enters the battlefield, you put a minus one, minus one counter on target creature you control. So uh, this card is interesting as kind of a split card where you can either cast it as a four mana, four, three with haste, which is, I think, a totally reasonable rate by itself. Um, or it's a 5-4 with haste, and you can just put the minus one minus one counter on a creature that you like don't really care about, no longer has utility, or maybe has Embalm, and you're going to bring it back. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I really like this. I think the haste is really, really good, and the huge body for this is strong. It reminds me a little bit of um, the Dash guy from Fate Reforged that the was... Five four uh, one? The 5-4-1. One. The Thunderous Warbrood or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was obviously a little different because the dash cost was three, which was very, very strong. Yep. Um, but similar stats for like a 5-4 haste, and it's just a huge beater that is it's hard to kind of deal with in combat. Yeah, no, this is... this. Um, not knowing many of the other rares in the set, this is something that I... If, if it was a bad rare, I'd be happy for picking this one. You know, you sure. just... You slam it four three or five four, and you know you mentioned that it goes in the black green deck with the minus one minus one counters. I will point out it goes in the green red limits of solidarity deck. Because mm. <laughs> once you have eight mana, that's right. You steal your opponent's creature, you, you oh and you play gosh. this, and you put the minus one minus one counter on your opponent's see, creature. See, Katie never would have come up with that. <laughs> never, never. That's so good. But I have a question. You said yep. you picked this over some rares. Would you pick this over limited powerhouse? Prowling Serpopard. Not only is it a snake, Min, it's a cat. It's a cat snake. How can you it's not a cat pick snake? it? Like, I, yeah, I think you have to. Like, I think you have to. There's so many times where, you know, I've picked a Harmless Offering yeah. for first pick because yeah. it's a cat. I mean... And, and it's, kind of a snake as well. Yeah, right? so, absolutely. Like, this, this falls under the same role. You and know what you could do? It. Okay, there's so many combos here. So, combo one, Harmless mm-hmm. Offering. Uh, you run that in standard with the threaten effect, and you threaten take their creature, then you harmless offering it back to them just to play their mind games. Whoa! Or in this, if you want to stay actually in this limited format, you take uh, pr- their prowling serpo part with your threaten, and then you cast a creature which they can't counter. Oh my goodness! Yeah! Wow! Yeah! I guess all those green blue decks that play green creatures, blue, green blue, red. Oh, it's so good! It's yeah. it's yeah. We're we're defining the meta here. This is what we do. Um, excellent. So. The next two cards we'll talk about kind of together. Um, this is a Cartouche of Solidarity, which is white for an enchantment or a Cartouche. Uh, enchant creature you control. When Cartouche of Solidarity enters the battlefield, create a 1-1 white warrior creature token with Vigilance. Enchanted creature gets plus and plus one and has first strike. And Trial of Knowledge, which is blue three enchantment. When Trial of Knowledge enters the battlefield, draw three cards, then discard a card. When a Cartouche enters the battlefield under your control, return Trial of Knowledge to its owner's hand. So before we go into the hardcore evaluation of these, mm-hmm. um, I, I was sending these spoilers to Katie today, uh, you know, while I was at work, uh, and she replied with, wow. Uh, so she saw a trial of knowledge and was like, wow, uh, I guess we'll have to see how good Cartouche is uh, and, and how good of a legendary creature he is. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? 
just like cartouche he sounds like a like a really like scary limited creature i was like oh no they're just little auras <laughs> <laughs> new aura subtype to be fair i don't think i would have known what a cartouche was if i hadn't gone to um gone to the art museum recently with my daughter to look at egyptian artifacts oh do they had car- yeah. is the plural cartouches or is it cartouchen or cart car-, car something completely different i think it was just cartouche oh like I don't all know. those deer i think it was cartouche with a z oh my god yeah that's mind-blowing it's america Man. that's how we roll i like it <laughs> i like it so what do you think of uh well, each card individually and then kind of together. So Cardiouche of Solidarity uh, looks like they're trying to solve um, the aura problem, which is, is what we were talking about ahead of time as well, um, where this is provides a little bit of value when it comes in. But do you think that a 1-1 one, one is worth it? I don't. I, I mean, a 1-1 one, one doesn't, doesn't, doesn't seem that, that powerful to me. Um, like, it's tr- I mean, you get, you get effects out of this, and it's better than a normal... Uh, aura in that in that sense and it, it's it's great that wizards you know recognizes that problem and, uh, and tries to solve it but i feel like there are more powerful effects you can have in your deck um i could be wrong if this set is super underpowered but you know like giving a creature one one first strike and creating a one one white warrior creature token with vigilance that i the the one one warrior creature token seems almost negligible to me i agree i think it's almost entirely relevant it will block something once and that'll be it yep like you're getting a, like a run block. over by a crocodile <laughs> yeah and trial of knowledge is uh i already read this didn't i yes yeah cool so trial <laughs> of knowledge uh this i think is you know most recently compares to oath of jace but it doesn't have the scries yep. it's one mana more but you discard one less card um and i i I think unless they print good cartouches, uh, <laughs> then we're not going to really have the second clause be relevant. Like, I would never play Cartouche of Solidarity in Standard. That seems sketch. It does seem kind of sketchy. That being said, um, I I could see there being a rare Cartouche because the trials seem to be designed... It sounds like the trials from one of each color, right? Yeah. There's, there's five trials that we know of in the story, but I could see there being, like, Cartouche of Bolas, which is, like... Grixis and does like blows your blows up your opponent's face or something. I don't know. That seems Imagine like a of... rules text, oracle text. Can I have the uh, oracle text on Cartouche of Bolas? Oh, it says here, <laughs> blow up your opponent's face. <laughs> oh, okay, that seems pretty good. Yeah. So I, I could see I could see there being a good Cartouche, but um, in this you know in in this in this vacuum of knowledge, <laughs> I find it hard to you know think yeah. that this combo is going to be exactly all that mind shattering. Yeah. I, I agree. Uh, I think the card by itself is not awful, but I don't think it's it's probably like n- just worse than the other options that you currently have. Um, it's n- little neat synergy that you can like blink this with Felidar Guardian, but I just think it's a little bit too expensive to see play over something like a Glimmer of Genius, um, which is just usually going to be better. Right, and I mean something like Oath of Jace with the Scry. For for me at least, the Scry was an important part of it. Sure. You just did turn after turn after turn. Yeah. And you wash your opponent's hopes drain away. Yeah, you like that, don't you? I do. And watching them drain away. I'm surprised you don't like playing Control more if you like watching your opponent's hopes drain away. Because let me tell you, there's nothing better than when you're when you you know you have your hand of seven cards and you're like go, and they're like empty-handed, and then they draw their card, they look at it. And just put it down and pass, and you know that they just drew a land. It's just so, it feels so good. And then end of turn, you're like, flash in resto, and like, you killed them, and ah, so good. Do you know what so feels good. better than that? Emrakul. 
How did you know? Yeah, yeah, we're cool. You know what you're talking about. Emrakul the promised end. Emrakul is so cool. I miss Emrakul. I, I, I do as well. I wish that uh, Emrakul was not banned. I, I think I was saying my ideal ban list would just be Aetherworks Marvel and what's the other card I said would be on my ideal? Oh, and uh, one of the pieces of the combo. Yep. Ideally Sahili, but they wouldn't ban it, so then Filter and yep. Guardian. Yeah, and uh, I think that's our last card is uh, we did confirm on Google uh, text-to-speech, which is the same thing that sang our theme song today, which, <laughs> well done, text-to-speech. That was totally. beautiful. That was amazing. Better than I could have done. Um, and the the pronunciation of this next card is Giroux. Yes. So Giroux's Resolve is white, instant, untapped target creature, prevent all damage that would be dealt to it this turn, and it has cycling for two mana. Yep, it sure does. Um, so this seems to be one long line of like one white mana combat tricks yeah. that sometimes see play. Um, most often, if you got into your colors late and you just need to fill out your deck. Um, so this is an example of another card that like limits of solidarity that that isn't made that much better by cycling. But I think in this case, it's actually the card effect by itself is more slightly playable than a threat effect. So I could I could see this thing some play, um, and if you have some exotic creatures like Glory Bringer or stuff like that, then yeah, then suddenly this becomes a much better card. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I could see this you know seeing some limited play. Yeah. Clearly yeah. a modern Osar, right? I I think so. Let's see. Where is this good and modern? So here's what I'm here's here's what I'm imagining. Stick with me here. Okay. okay? So my opponent is playing, um, Tron. Okay. Who plays Tron? And uh, they cast uh, Worm Coil Engine. Uh-huh. And I'm like, dang it. Worm Coil Engine is such a powerful card. So I have, uh, you know, my opponent's at one life. Okay, one life. And I have a 1-1 one, one spirit of Lingering Soul. Okay, but my Lingering Soul is tapped because oh, I, I'd attack with it to bring them down to one. Oh, no. In the face of a Worm Coil Engine. What are you going to do? Old. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Is they're going to be like, you know what? I'm at one life. Wormcoil has lifelink. They swing with Wormcoil Engine. I blow them out by untapping the spirit, blocking, preventing the damage. Oh my god. And swinging for the win next turn. Since this is not a visual medium, you can't see me, but my hands are literally in front of my face. There yeah. Tears streaming down my cheeks. Yeah, he's getting it I all over the mic. It's disgusting. It it's, it's incredible. I'm sorry it's so disgusting, but I just can't help myself. That is just amazing. See, guys, if you dream big enough, every card is a modern all-star. That's right. <laughs> Legacy, baby. Let's go. Legacy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think that's uh, all of our cards for today. We're going to refresh and see. Yep, no new ones spoiled. Sad. Sad. <laughs> um, and I'm curious, while we have you here, because I don't know when we'll, we'll get you back, uh, what are your thoughts so far on Amonkhet? I love new cards. Um, that's why I draft instead of play constructed. Not because I really hate constructed, because I just love opening new cards, and this seems a lot of fun. Like there, there's 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 old effects being done in new and fun ways. Um, Wizards is uh, also pushing some you know new kind of like effects, things like the split cards, which I admit are ugly, but they're new. You know, and I, I can see uh, certain aspects of of their design decisions in that um, a lot of these cards are. A lot of two for one cards are cards where you gain card advantage. There's some that are inbuilt, um, sorry, that are uh, built into the spells, but there's some that are built into the creatures as well. So I, I see them trying to do new things um, yeah. to like fix previous issues. And I love that. I, I nice. think it's gonna be a lot of fun. What's your favorite mechanic? Mythic rare. Uh, is that a mechanic? <laughs> Mythic rare. Okay. Okay. We'll take good. that as an answer. Uh, who do you want to see die in the gate watch? 
Gideon. Uh, I would have gone with Nissa. Really? Yeah. Oh, a Shia, I mean, if I could pick a Shia, I would pick a Shia. Uh, what, but like oh, killing Nissa gets Nissa rid of a Shia. And her spark went into moved the into a Shia. A Shia the oh my gosh! No, it become this this Shia. Nishai. That would be awesome. You're I right. Can't do you're, it. You're, you're entirely right. I can't go. do it. Actually, my, oh. honestly, my favorite mechanic is probably Exert. Exert? Okay. Okay. I like that aggression. What about you? Okay. Uh, I really like Exert as well. Um, though, here, here's here's what I'm torn about. Is I like Exert because I think that it seems just kind of strong. Blatantly, it's like just strong. But I really like card advantage. So the Embalm mechanic and the Split card mechanic is mm-hmm. like also really appealing to me in Limited. But then also as a control player, like, Embalm makes me really sad because I, like, I kill something and then they scrap heap it back. And I'm like, just go away. Just die. Like, just die already. <laughs> I killed you once. I don't want to keep doing it. And uh, any thoughts on cycling lands? Yay. Yay? Happy? Good? Yeah, sure. I, I've, I've, I'm the sort of person that has very greedy mana basis. I just assume I got the right land at the right time. So, Dual Master, I'm like, whatever. You know, I, I would have drawn the right land anyway. <laughs> Yeah, well, there you it go. Seems to have worked out in all my five color modern masters drafts so far. But you, you gave me crap when I, you know. So, backstory. I, I always played it very safe. When mm-hmm. I would go limited, I would usually go two colors. Uh, I felt like that was a, a solid mana based strategy. Uh, and then Min, you know, opened my eyes to the wonders of three <laughs> and four color decks in two color formats, uh, and you know, sh- regaled me with tales of cutting lands. To, to solve his problems with mana screw. <laughs> and eventually I was like, all right, we're doing it. So at the Ether Revolt pre-release, uh, I played in four pre-releases. Three of those pre-releases, I played a four-color deck. <laughs> and uh, in one of them, I played a three-color deck. And then Min chided me for doing so. I did chide you. I, I don't know if I was right or wrong, but I, I just feel like you know certain people have what it takes to play four-color decks. You just have to know your limits. Yeah. I can't yeah. play control decks because I'm not a jerk, but you can, and I know my limits. You yeah. know, you yeah. can't. You know, you just got. You just got to accept it. I, I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. I can play control decks because I'm a terrible person. Yep. And you can play five color decks because you're a colorful person. <laughs> that's funny. I guess. Of many yeah. colors. Yeah. There we go. So I, I think that's all that we have for tonight. Um, be sure to, to to tune in tomorrow. We'll go through. Hopefully, we'll have another god to talk about. Uh, Katie will be back. Uh, she has like a class tonight. What? I know. I'm like, what are you talking? Magic like, versus magic? yeah. Like, like over talking your about future, magic. your future career. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. This is her. Oh, exactly. This is obviously, her future. Her career. dreams of being a platinum pro are sinking. Uh, the longer we we go on with this, yep. because she's in class. Oh, we should make fun of her because she's not here. <laughs> I don't have anything I too, can't do that. too terrible to say. Um, so, uh, yeah, and tomorrow uh, another guest, Brian, is going to be joining us. Uh, this will be for his first time on Spoiler Season, so that means that he will be singing the podcast uh, oh, song. Oh, nice. I look I know, forward to that. Very exciting. Uh, his voice is particularly, uh, uh, what's the word? Vibrant. Um, vibrant uh, is, a, is, is a word. Uh, I, I'm thinking particularly expressive ah. expressive so i think he'll really be able to share his singing chops with us you think he'll really exert himself i think i think that uh he can't really exert himself too much because he won't be able to then untap and do the podcast which would be oh that makes sense yeah it would be no good for a, okay. a first time guest so um that that's our plan and um yeah thanks for tuning in uh tune in everyone as as always we're uh encouraging you to go and visit new england comics uh, NEC Coolidge uh, on Facebook and FlipsideGaming.com. 
which is uh, Flipside Gaming's website. Uh, with that, I'm Ryan. I'm not Katie. <laughs> and this is Spoiler, Spoiler Season. Season.